Hi, this is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is home for survivors like myself and those who yearn to build resilience in their mindset and live their best life. In Season 3, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the wellness, business, media, and travel industries. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed. As a board-certified wellness coach, number one best-selling author, and syndicated columnist, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. Today's video podcast guest on resilience is Daniel Booter, CEO of DB Marketing Group. As Daniel states, resilience is one of the strongest tools you can have in your bag because what success really is, it's a battle with resilience. It's to get through that. Introduce yourself. Hey, how are you doing? I am Daniel Booter. I am the CEO of DB Marketing Group. And uh, we do very many things like uh, public relations, photography, videography, cover a wide range of skills. Uh, along my career, I've, I've worked with uh, companies like the NBA. I've done some stuff with Capitol Hill and the United Nations as well. And uh, I love to do marketing. This is what I do and this is what I'm here for. Yeah. So, Daniel, you and I connected because you contributed to my interview series, Rising Through Resilience, How to Be Resilient During Turbulent Times. What I found really intriguing was this idea of creating a goal. You know, it's something that most people are scared of because they just don't know what that even entails. But I loved how you started off with it. Could you give us more context on that? Yeah, I, starting with a goal and kind of knowing who you want to be as a person uh, in those resilient times, that's such a, a big thing to have within yourself because you can really just really tone in on who you want to be in those moments. And then when those moments come, you're ready to actually act on it. Like imagine not having a game plan going into like a tough time. Like what would you do? You wouldn't, you would just be running around, you know, you would, you wouldn't really know what to do. So having a goal for those times is, is paramount to success in it. Yeah. And I also loved how you touched on this idea of reverse engineering. It's something that I've lived by for most of my life. And I love the fact that you, cre- you speak to it in terms of a map and how you can come back to that particular, let's say, treasure. Can you yeah. um, sort of give us more information on how that idea of, you know, reverse engineering first entered your, you know, your life? Yeah. So actually, uh, it, it's crazy because one, uh, I, I put it this way: I've I've gone through soul searching when I was at a very young age, and some people go through it when they're 20, 25, 30. Sometimes people never go through it. And so I was lucky enough to go through this when I was like 11, 12, wow. uh, crazy enough. Yeah. And, um, you know, through, it, it was, uh, specifically I was on a car ride to Toronto to see my, see my grandfather and my family. 
and I was just listening to this one song and, and it was on repeat. And through that, I, I kind of uh, came to this realization of who I wanted to be and how I wanted to act and who I want to be in the future and things like that. Uh, and at such a young age, like I, I had that conversation with myself. And so that roadmap kind of built this person who I am today because uh, I, I created the foundation. That was that car ride was the foundation of my life, <laughs> I would say. So uh, it, it is really, really important to kind of uh, go back and, and try to figure out, uh, you know, who you want to be and, and the way you want to do things. And reverse engineering it, it's really, it, it came down to, okay, do I want to be a good person? Yes or no? Do I want, and being honest with yourself, like, oh, do I care about people? Do I not? This, so I asked, I answered all these questions to myself. And uh, then from there, it's, it's just, how do you get to that point, right? That's at the top, right? So then you got to branch down, branch down, branch down, branch down. Then every little thing that you do stems off of those, that main idea. And everything stems from that. So every single thing that you're doing stems from those core ideals that you kind of have. So reverse engineering is like, that. that's kind of like what I built myself on too. And, and there's always tweaks and stuff that you want to tweak and tweak out. You can always do that. And the thing is, once you have that roadmap, then, then the road is very easy. And, uh, you know, picking up a few things here and there when the, when the room is clean, is pretty easy, you know, but if it's a mess all over, you're going to be pretty overwhelmed. So yeah, it is definitely important. It is definitely important. I, I always suggest everybody to do that. Yeah. You know, in the article, you also mentioned emphatically two main strengths you have being creative and having that business oriented mind since you were a child, where do you think that came from? I mean, I don't know. I remember when I was young, I like I made this book. It was funny. It was crazy because I made this book and it was a uh, sketches of all of these dinosaurs and stories. And it was a whole book that I made and I showed my cousin and he was like, this is terrible. <laughs> I remember that. And like, actually, now I look back on it, that creativity, I was really sad about it too. That, that creativity of being able to even do it that was the creativity that was there at an early age and so that just made sense to me and even though it was i didn't feel like fulfilled in it because of like i didn't get the gratitude that i wanted from other people uh i still did it and uh that i carried on later and that business aspect that to me man business and creativity is like so similar because think about it what is creativity you have to think outside of the box to get to where you want to get to right what is business it's like you have to think outside of the box to be different, to figure out ways to make money, to have a structure. And, and there's other things in business too, like creativity, I uh, sorry, uh, uh, organization and, um, you know, being able to, to manage many people. Uh, you know, there's a lot of skills that are needed for that. So I had those two skills from an early age somehow. And like I was figuring out ways to make it happen. And at a young age, I was just like, Money is cool. Like I could buy things with it. That was my attraction to it. And I was like, I have these little things here. Oh, why don't I just do this? I can make some money. Why don't I just do this? I can make some money. So that's kind of how they started there. But uh, yeah, that it, it was an interesting road with those two. Yeah. You know, you, you spoke about professionally working with ABL, a global nonprofit organization with the mission and beliefs. Can you tell us more information about what? Yeah, what absolutely. That? ABL is like such an amazing, amazing thing that they're doing out there. It's, it's a uh, basketball league that actually started in, in Toronto and they took that league 
and they put it in the U.S., did some stuff here, and then they, uh, there was one guy who went to Belize uh, on a mission, and he, was, he started the league over there. And basically the league snowballed and became so big that the entire country knows about it. Like in, in, in America, we know about like AAU and college basketball, things like that. You know, some of the, like the highlight players, things. Their AAU is ABL. And like to the point where when I went to the, to the airport, they're, you know, they're going to ask you all these questions, this is that. As soon as I told them ABL, they're like, no way. Oh, my son's in that. Go right through. Take all my bags. Say all this stuff. They're like, go right through. Like, like VIP service. Everybody there knows. So basically, these guys created the biggest league in, in the entire country of Belize. Um, any sports any sports league, actually. So it's, a, it's literally the biggest. It started spreading to Mexico, too, in that sector. Um, and I, I was invited in to actually help them with the photography and videography coordination. Um, as the trip went on, they realized where I could help them with marketing. I started helping them with that, um, got on Instagram primarily and they were getting like nothing. They were getting like five, 10 likes that people were not noticing at all. And they were really trying. And so I came in, I switched up a few things, uh, got a few interns involved and, uh, we ended up getting like within a year, maybe like five, 6 million views, uh, on, on the entire page. And not only that, but we had players like Trey Young literally reposting our videos and like Mo Bamba reposting our, our work. It was like insane, especially for these kids that I brought on. Um, they basically helped me uh, uh, do all of this. And so they, they were like, you know, high school, sorry, yeah, like college kids and they were coming in, they were like, oh my God, I can't believe this Mo Bamba just reposted the video that I posted, this is all excited and stuff. So it, it was quite wonderful. and. Uh, uh, you know, just the work that we've done, the kids that we've been able to help because uh, it's, it's a basketball league that basically gives uh, uh, free basketball camps in the league to kids, underprivileged youth in, in that country. So in Belize, we were just helping out kids that couldn't afford basketball, getting them off of the streets, putting them in these gyms and, and healthy environments, teaching them life lessons through basketball. And uh, that's how we really are reaching out to these kids. And uh, we're we are actually helping like it's crazy because they will come up to us and it's just a craziest interactions. And, and within one session of like a, a two hour event, it's crazy. Some of the footage that I've, I've taken with my team, because it, it, you think you would think that these kids are playing with each other for like a year, two, three years, five years, but no, they just met a few hours ago. It, I swear. It's like actually really crazy what this footage is like. And, um, you know, at this point, we, we've gone on uh, a documentary uh, that's on Amazon now. Uh, we created a documentary for this, too. And uh, now Mahershala Ali, the actor, he's involved as well. So hopefully he'll be coming down to Belize with us. And uh, my mission personally is, since I'm from here in New York, I have a lot of connections to basketball, uh, like House of Highlights and uh, Bleacher Report. I know some people and a, a ton of other media sites for basketball. Uh, I want to do the same thing in New York City. So either uh, this coming year or next summer, I, I want to try to get that rolling and, and try to make the same exact thing happen here and just get a lot more media exposure on it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. It's a big, it's a big mission, uh, but yeah, I, I think it'll be fun. So as, as the uh, 
board member for marketing, uh, director of marketing in, in this in ABL. Like I, I'm, I'm just taking responsibility of mine to make this happen. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's quite wonderful what they're doing there. How has that experience affected or influenced the work you do right now with DB Marketing? Uh, it just gives me uh, a broader range of understanding how the world is. And and although my business is my baby, it's what I care for, it's everything to me, but it's like when you start thinking about what you can do for other people and how my business can help other people, man, it makes it so much sweeter. It makes everything better. And to be able to help somebody, just one person is enough, you know, but you can reach out to so many people, especially with these skill sets and such. And, uh, you know, the thing, the thing is like, it's just so impactful on a day to day and you will never know, you will never know. And that's the thing. And, and I had, uh, one of the interns actually call me and, uh, it's actually crazy. He, he told me that, Hey, uh, my father passed away and this is a young kid. He's, he's like second year in university is a, it's pre-med. And, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, my father just passed away and, and it's like, uh, it's tough for us. And this is dad. And, uh, then he, he tells me that. And, and then a few weeks later, he comes back to me again. And he's like, Hey, um, you know, I, I, I have some money for my father's business and, uh, can you help me this, this and that talk to him for like an hour, help him out. And he's just like, nothing but appreciative and like those types of things just to be able to help out like that even it's a smaller instance and it's like it, it's it's very localized to one family but you know that little bit of help can be the biggest thing for them and like the appreciativeness that he was giving me to with helping him with you know getting him uh, an internship helping him with that learning all the skills of marketing and such and then uh you know doing this little bit of extra work for him you know that that's 100 percent worth it and even though I'm not getting paid for that uh, to help him with those phone calls, like that doesn't matter. You know, that's what life is about to be able to help people feel good about it, help other people feel good. And you know, that makes the biggest difference. And, and really that's what you're doing too. Like what you went through, uh, and, and, and surviving cancer, it's, it's, it's not a joke. And you're, I'm, I can't even imagine all the people that you're inspiring. And on top of that, like, that, like I said, there's going to be people that you don't even know that you inspired that, you inspire, you know, so you could always sleep well at night because of that. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I found really, what I loved actually was that in the article, you highlighted your mom and that she's taught you the meaning of hard work through her real estate business. And for the past 20 years, she's been a source of inspiration for you. How has that really forged who you are today? It's a lot. It's a lot. Like I didn't have my dad in the picture at all. Um, he, he didn't really, he wasn't really part of it. So my, my mother was there and, uh, my grandfather as well, who just passed away, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, which is a really hard loss cause he was like my dad. And so it, my mother just taught me so many like intricate lessons about how to teach, how to treat life. Um, that was the thing. Like, even if she wasn't like sitting me down and telling me these things, just seeing her actions and the way she did it, it was like, it was like crazy. It was like watching a symphony of perfection of everything. Mm -hmm. The things that you would expect somebody to do, she wouldn't do it. And she would be doing something else that was just like, whoa, like, you know, you wouldn't expect it. So it's like, you know, little things like just caring for people, um, you know, looking at the details, making sure everybody's okay around you, uh, not being like spiteful or going after people, like letting things go. 
you know, all these types of lessons really played such a big part. And not to mention like the whole business aspect, like she came to America uh, when she got married and didn't have a, like a uh, U.S. degree, didn't have anything really. She was just working, you know, small jobs. And um, our house burned down when, when I was uh, when I was in third grade. And that was crazy because that was the same time that my mother was going through a separation, running three kids, like taking care of three kids, house burns down at the same time. And she's somehow making it work. And she's a, a, a teller at this point in a bank. And she's making this work somehow. And, and like, we were happy. I was, I experienced it. I was happy even throughout all of it. Like I, I had my toys, I had my little things I needed and I was okay. And that's because of her. And, you know, somehow because of that process of, you know, getting a new house, things like that, she was introduced to real estate and uh, real estate, you know, she took that business and she just ran with it and she did so well. And I'm so proud of her, of, of what she's accomplished. It's, it's, it's literally amazing. And it's, she's such an inspiration to not just me, but the people around her, uh, specifically in New Jersey where she works. She she has such an amazing job. There's so many people know her. They, they adore her. People come to me like, oh, she's the sweetest person. This is that. And she is. You know, she's a sweet person. But at the end of the day, she gets the work done. She does what she needs to do. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> that's my mom. <laughs> uh, and you know that that uh, to touch on it too. My my grandfather was the same way too. He he did quite a lot for me. He came during that same time when my house burned down. He was there. Like I remember those years like crazy because he taught me so much during that short span of time that he was with us. Like so so much, and he cared for me so much. Uh, even when he was passing away, he was he was like asking about me because I actually tore my Achilles. Uh, in November, and so uh, I was in the hospital and gets, got surgery and all this good stuff. So uh, he was asking about me, and and like I couldn't be there, but you know it, it was everything to have him being there asking about me and, and really thinking about me in those times. So uh, you know I learned so much from my family. So you know my family is everything to me, and and uh, they're very important. And uh, you know a lot of lessons in the way that I am comes from them. So, you know, coming back to the purpose of today's conversation is really about resilience. Danielle, how do you define resilience? Uh, I, find, I define resilience as, as really being able to to bounce back um, and really getting forward, getting through something. Uh, and resilience is something that you might be able to have right away because you have the patience for it um and and the mental capability but it, it can definitely be created uh, you know creating resilience is not easy as well but with the right type of uh goal creation and and practices you can you can create resilience in your life and uh you know resilience is one of the most the one of the strongest tools you can have in your bag because what success really is it's it's a battle with resilience it's, it's to get through that to get through that wall of resilience and like the, the, all those you know issues you're having you're gonna have it it's gonna happen no matter what so to get through one two three all the every single one you need resilience it's like a marathon right you need that so if you have that resilience then you're able to really get through it that, that, that's what i that's really what i define it as yeah you know you mentioned in there about when you don't have the choice of quitting and your only emphasis is on success, nothing can stop you with that attitude. I just loved it because it's very simple and practical and approachable. Um, how is that sentiment echoed in your own life? 
it, it's it's quite loud. I everything that I try to do, uh, I just look at making it happen. It's like you don't think about oh, it's not gonna work or this or that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's gonna if you think it's not gonna work or it's gonna work. Do you want to do it? Yeah. So why not just think about doing it instead of thinking about not doing it? You're only gonna hold yourself back. You're mentally gonna push it away that you know you might not be able to. You're always gonna have that doubt. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, it's just not gonna put you in the right place. And so, uh, with with everything that I do, I just look at all right. I'm gonna do it. Then from there, I've seen a big problem for a lot of people uh, is looking at such a big goal, right? So you'll be like, oh, I want to do this amazing thing. And, but then you're like, oh, how do I do that? Like, <laughs> you know, like, how do you really get it? Get to do it. So another thing is with that, you got to think work day at a time. That's it. Think about right now and you can change it, right? It could be a day at a time. It could be an hour at a time, minute at a time. And uh, if you can do that, then you'll be able to get through it. And you're not going to be thinking about the long, long marathon in front of you. You're just going to be thinking about the next step. That's it. If you could do that, then I, I've seen myself get to places. And then I'm like looking back and I'm like, oh, okay. I, this is what I did. Like, and you wouldn't expect it. It's like, wow. I, and, and it's a lot, but that, it's all mental structuring, right? So like with that mental structure, you're able to do it. And it makes life a lot easier when you, when you do it. In the article, I purposefully asked a question about resilience and likening it to courage. Do you find that courage and resilience is one and the same or are they different to you? Yeah, I, you know, that question made me think a lot. And I, I love that question. And because they are similar, but they're not. It's so resilience is really like getting through it all the way, you know, getting through it, the marathon of it. And courage is like you can even just take it to the first step, like that first step to do it. You don't necessarily need resilience, but you do need courage for that. So uh, courage, courage and resilience work, will work together. Um, but that, that's the main difference between them because you courage, you, you just need to get through that first step or any of the steps, you know, even last step, whatever. And, and to get through it, uh, you need the resilience. So uh, they, they work hand in hand, but that, that I would say is the difference. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, in the article too, there was a question about um, what you deemed as impossible. And I loved how you mentioned this idea that someone said, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. But you're like, no, I'm going to reframe that. And I'm yeah. going to look at it from a different perspective. Can you give us more context on that? Yeah, ever, ever since I was a kid, I always heard that, like, you have to focus on one thing you have to do, you have to do it. And I, I just never believed in that. Like, I always, I always go went off of my interest, what I love to do, what I was interested in, and that's what I would do. And I was like, I couldn't ever think, even now, I can never think of a world where I'm just stuck on one thing and that's it. So, uh, you know, the way I structured it out in my head, I was like, hmm, okay. It takes about 10 years for you to become a master of something, as they say, uh, you need a certain amount of hours and such. So uh, if I start at the, uh, at the age of 20, well, then I'm gonna become a master of six different things, no? So <laughs> how can you tell me I can't do more than one thing, you know? <laughs> and that's three hours a day, right? All right, so that's three hours a day for one thing. We have more than three hours in a day. And I, if I have interest on those things, come on now. You got guys playing basketball outside for five, six hours a day, no problem. So if you're telling me I have interest in all these different things and I can structure my time out to do all these different things, well, then I can simultaneously work on different things at once and master them. 
And now today I've come to a place where like, I can say that, you know, I'm a master with social media, with photography, videography, all these different things with marketing. So, uh, you know, I've already done it now, <laughs> but to be able to be told back then that, you know, I couldn't do it, it. That's the thing. You cannot let people dictate who you are. You can't, you can't, if you understand something and it makes sense to you, it makes sense to you. That's it. Just go with it. You know, and, and cause people don't understand what you're thinking. They don't, and you can't trust them enough to, cause they're just not there. They're not in your head. So you need to trust yourself. Biggest thing, trust yourself. If you do that, then, you know, you can figure out things like this, this is like a novel thought to think that, like, okay, we can become six master, master of six different things or whatever, you know, that, and that I would never have come to came to that if I had just listened to, to the guy that I was working with so closely. And that was my first marketing project. And, and you know, we got very close and we were still close today too. And, uh, you know, if I had listened to that and he was singing out of love and so imagine, you know, you have your family, you have everybody there, but sometimes you just got to ignore and just go, go with what you think. Yeah. You spoke so openly about, you know, the sub stop, you know, the sub shop and how that was a precipitous to you, know, you doing what you're doing. Um, how has setbacks played a, a role in your life and how have you cultivated resilience in order to get through them? Yeah, you know, the craziest thing is like when, when setbacks happen, I always try to, I, I take a second and after, after everything's said and done and like really analyze, analyze the heck out of it. And I'm like, okay, what could I have done differently? What should I do next? Things like that. And, and uh, with that, every time you do it, you create more resilience because that's something that you're going to think about is resilience to get through that situation. Cause you could always quit, start throwing everything and go nuts. But the patience to relax, understand the concepts of what's going on, make a decision, get through it. That's some of the biggest things. And so, you know, going through like situation like that, where I was, you know, basically being told I have to do something because I'm a worker and, and me kind of realizing that like I was wasting my time there. Uh, even though I was a, at such an early age, I, I just, it just coming to that realization that like, this is not, this is not it. Like, why am I wasting my time here? I need to be doing something bigger in my life. And um, yeah, that was, that was a big thing, but you know, setbacks do play a big part of it. And the biggest thing is not to let the setbacks hold you back. Uh, they will, they will try to stop you. Like these setbacks will try to stop you. That's like their purpose. <laughs> but at the end of it, you need to figure out how to get over that and uh, get to the next step and get to where you need to be. Hurdles are going to be there, but you know what? That makes the prize at the end even sweeter when you have to go through these hurdles. If you're just giving the trophy to the, to the world, like you wouldn't really appreciate it. If you work for it though, you, you will. Yeah. And, and really what's great in what you said was the fact that you at, you emphasize this idea of asking yourself the question, should this consume me? Should I do nothing and let it consume me or should I act and get past it? And I just thought that was beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it, 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 it's a simple question. You know, I try to question myself a lot in my head and give myself give myself these questions. All right, is this okay for you or is this okay? You know, they make a choice right now. So, you know, when, when that whole thing happened with my house burning down and such, it was a turning point, you know, it was even as a child, like I knew it was a turning point. So it's like, do I want to be sad about it and kind of just let it fester or do I want to get above it and just live my life and be happy? Of course, as a child, I was thinking pretty simple, like with those terms, but you know, as an adult, it, it, it meant more than I thought. 
And, uh, you know, simple questions like that, asking yourself and, and having that mental awareness is, is, is a key factor in kind of getting through things like this and, and setbacks specifically too. So Daniel, what are your five steps someone can take to become more resilient? So uh, there's a few things that I thought of. Um, uh, for one, having mental awareness, uh, really like I've been talking about, you know, this mental awareness that I have, that's paramount to kind of figuring out where you kind of want to be, what you want to do, how you want to do things and, and analyzing these situations. Because if you don't have the mental awareness of who, understanding who you are, then, you know, that's where you might get lost. Um, another one is uh, mental, having mental positivity. So to be mentally positive with all these different situations, you can make the biggest impact. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that everybody goes through uh, with struggle and hardship, but to have a positive mindset behind it makes, makes the world of a difference. It's really, really important to have that. And if you don't have it, you just need to work on it. You can work on it, do it slowly, but you can get there. Uh, another one is uh, learning through those difficult times. You know, uh, difficult times, like I said, will come, but you need to analyze. Don't don't overthink it. Don't, you know, just sit, relax, analyze the situation, go one by one, figure out what happened, see what's going on, analyze each step. And then from there, you know, you'll know. You'll, you'll figure out what you needed to do. And that's okay because you make mistakes. People make mistakes. But why should we go crazy about it? Don't. Just learn. Learn from it. Next time it happens, you know what to do, and then you're a better person for it. You live a long life. You got a lot to you got a lot to learn and do. Uh, from there, on, uh, creating a goal is very important. You know, creating that person who you want to be, uh, having resilience in that. And uh, once you kind of understand that who you want, then you'll be able to get there. If you don't have a roadmap, you're not going to be able to get there. And you, to help you get there, you use role models. Which is the last point. Um, having those role models in your life uh, is is very important because if you want if you get lost and kind of like where you want to be because you know you just have a little bit of fog with that goal that you have well then you just look at your role model and that's it <laughs> you know for me i have my grandfather and my mother to to always fall back on and and uh you know i whenever i had an issue i would think about what they would do and you know i was like is that a good idea and then i would be like okay yeah i'll do that and uh you know, I always had them to go to as well. So, you know, that was also a benefit. Some people, of course, won't have that. You might, you know, find your role model in a celebrity or, or, or what. But uh, with my my situation, I was able to just ask them sometimes. So uh, that's also very helpful. Yeah. So, Dan, I would really love to transition to what I call brainstorming. I asked a question about if you could create a movement. And your answer was very intriguing to me. It was this idea of creating a helping hand. Love to just have a quick conversation about how you and I maybe could think of ways to move that movement a little yeah. further. Yeah, uh, it was, it's an interesting one, but like I've always noticed that when I was a child, like when I would need help, when I need help sometimes, I just wouldn't get it for simple, simple things. Like somebody just need to take out like a, a half a second and just get me going and then I, I was good. So um, I think like if everybody was able to have that kind of same mindset of like just help, 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 then you know, we'd be in a great place overall. Uh, even if you see somebody helping, like, you know, some somebody needs help with groceries, getting out of their uh, their cart into the bag, whatever, or into the, uh, into the trunk of a car, like just to help with that is a big deal. Um, I think the only way that we can do that is probably just culture creation, like changing the culture uh, of the world. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's like, 
little step at a time. And once everybody kind of gets it, like we'll be all on the same page. Um, and of course, there's people who already do things like this, uh, and and it's great. But I I just wish that everybody would be able to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's funny because that answer you gave mirrors. Um, what I put um, in my book, which recently launched last month, I survived cancer. Here is how I did it, and I called it bartering. I think we're all caught up in this monetary exchange for good yeah. reasons, obviously, and then it takes us away from our why. And I and I I felt if we could just barter, energy for energy, knowledge for knowledge, experience for experience, we could really help each other in really profound ways. Um, and for me, I think the only way to sort of move that is like you said, education, um, you know, mentorship. Uh, this ability to feel like you're not the only one. I think sometimes people feel like they're not getting their share of X, Y, Z. And I think when you start training yourself or looking at life in a different way and saying, well, how can I be of assistance? You end up finding that the universe, God, whatever you believe in, ends up filling that pot for you. Yeah. Yeah. And one way that I like to look at it is like, do something just to do it, not to get something out of it. And, uh, uh, th that's the thing I've been I've been saying before too. Like people will notice, even if you don't notice that they notice, they will notice. So when you do it, you think like, oh, I'm never gonna get anything out of it. Don't think like that. Just think like, I just need to do this, and that's it. I'm doing it for the purpose of doing it, and that's that's all I'm asking for. And then you get tenfold after that, and that's why because there's people watching always. <laughs> like they'll notice the little things that happen around them, and you'll never know that they know. So you need to just do it, and uh, you know, let let the rest take care of itself. Well, Daniel, this was such a great conversation. Please tell my viewers and listeners where they can find more information about your company and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can find me on Instagram primarily. Uh, also, I have my website. It's DB Marketing Group. And uh, yeah, if you want to reach me out, reach out to me. You can always do that. Uh, Instagram is probably the best way. Email as well, uh, which is also linked there. So you can uh, you can reach out there. And and what's your Instagram handle? It's at Daniel Buder. At Daniel Buder. Thanks, Daniel. I really appreciate your time. This was great. Uh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. You can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains, and my author website, isurvivedcancer.co, where you can purchase my number one best-selling book, I Survived Cancer and Here Is How I Did It. 35 cancer survivors share their journey and view the book trailer, including excerpts from the book. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this podcast platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.